I think Gamble was wearing his trench coat too, wasn't it? It was like trench coat. No, 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 he didn't. No, there was no trench. No trench it was coat. just. It was just. Ninety-eight like percent uh, naked man. Uh, that's a very generous approach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, percentage there that you're giving, Matt. Yeah, no, it was a very, very slim speedo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Repeatable Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Seth Wilkes. How you doing? Um, and uh, other host there, who, who we got? I can't remember. Uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc, Matt, present. Uh, ca- caller, Matt LeBlanc here. <laughs> How are you, Seth? I'm good. How are you? You know, I have the curtains open, so it's actually a nice and sunny day. And uh, I invested in a new pair of headphones for this podcast because the last time we've been doing it, my other headphones have been gone missing because my kids keep taking them. Ah, so you have a new pair of headphones for your children to steal. No, I, I bought it and sat them down and told <laughs> them that these are for dad's X-Men podcast. No... <laughs> <laughs> no taking them away. <laughs> and they're like, Dad, stop talking about your podcast. L- like, listen here, Gambit. When I... Oh, that, that's that's right. You, you want, you've named your children Gambit. What's your other child's name? I can't remember. You have three. You have Gambit. Uh, Rogue uh-huh. and then Rouge. You should not have named your son Rouge. I'll tell you <laughs> So let's let's get on topic. So we have a very, very exciting episode today. And by that, I mean I'm probably going to be pretty grumpy. How about you? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to say this. Growing up, my dad (laughs) used to put on a lot of, like, bad B-movie action movies. And you'd make fun of them. And you would laugh, but there'd at least be a, some cohesive story and stuff. This is a B action movie episode, and if I can just ignore the serious tone that the series has set building up to this, I, I kind of enjoyed it for what it was. Okay, that <laughs> not 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 surprising for me, Matt, because you often. Will uh, you'll find the good in things, which uh, says a lot about the goodness that lies within you. There is no goodness, li- goodness lying within. Uh, yes, go, go ahead. You were saying. No, all I was gonna say is even when we go into the critiques. I'm gonna have a lot of critiques, but some of the things that were bad are also some of the things that I liked most about the episode. <laughs> so it's it's a weird uh, weird conundrum to be in. It's I liken it to um people's appreciation for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like mm-hmm. you you're not watching a good musical. You're watching a bad musical, but you appreciate it because of how bad it is. Is that the case? I I I only know of people's love for the for it. I haven't seen it. So I only know of the love for it. So it's actually a bad thing oh it's, it's not well yeah. done it's oh, okay. it's 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 just it's so bad that it's good it's like I, yeah it's like ed wood films i don't know if you know yes. the director oh, yep. okay yeah yeah uh plan nine from outer space i love that movie but yeah it's it's bad but yeah no there's there are some things in this episode of x-men the animated series that we are uh talking about weekly uh we are talking about uh ca- captive hearts and oh boy um 
if I can uh, digress very quickly, Matt, I'd like to yes. take you to an, an alternate uh, reality, not unlike uh, the the library that Neil Gaiman proposed uh, in the Sandman series. As I understand it, there's a library in that series contains all the works of books that people never actually wrote. So if they had an idea for a book and never wrote it, the the book is there. Yep. Uh, cool. So there is a library uh, that contains all the episodes of podcasts that podca- podcasters forgot to uh, record. And in that library is our ep- first episode of this podcast that we forgot to record. <laughs> and by we, I mean me, but blame you for no valid reason. Uh, it's, and in that episode, we discussed a movie... Uh, that we saw together, <laughs> called It Chapter 2. Now, I loved It Chapter 1. So it, did I. It, it, as as we both did. So we were very excited to go see It Chapter 2. Um, and It, uh, it Chapter 1 wasn't a perfect movie, but um, I, I still enjoyed it a lot. So excited about It Chapter 2. We get there and watch it, and I hated it. And it actually... <laughs> ruined my ability to enjoy it chapter one because i found it to be so uh so bad again there were funny things in it uh that i uh enjoy critiques that gave me joy but i did not enjoy that movie and i feel like that's what's happened here uh captive hearts is so bad and I, I'm, I feel so bad because I'm hoping to actually interview some of the creators of this show at some point in the future. So uh, if you are going back and listening to this, I'm so sorry. Um, but I did not enjoy Captive Hearts. Uh, and not only did I not enjoy it, I realized that I have been grading this series on a curve. So every time that I've said, yes, I, I think this show is repeatable... I take it back. I just, I take it back. I no longer think that. Why? Because because of this episode? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've realized that I don't want to get into future episodes, but I've been watching along, so things don't get better. I've watched a few <laughs> episodes ahead. I've watched a few episodes ahead, and I even skipped a few, and they're not getting better. Um... So, I've realized I've been grading on a curve, I guess. So, if an episode, I was kind of like, eh, this is, it faltered here, but, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was good, expecting that the series is going to improve. Um, so, what do you have to say to that? Well, well I was saying, just going back to like the it Chapter 2, when we left the theaters, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I didn't think it was perfect. But I also thought that it uh, had some really good moments in it that I thought uh, was good enough. It was it was entertaining, and I enjoyed the entertainment um, of it. And then our car ride going home was just you breaking down for like a, a twenty minute uh, car ride. Here are all the points that they got wrong, and I'm like, yeah, they did get that wrong. Yeah, they did get that wrong. You're right. They did, they did get that wrong. But I said, I just left it. I'm like, oh, that was a nice, enjoyable film. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like what I'm having here with uh, this is that the first two episodes, I was like, I really enjoyed the tone and what they're trying to do. And 
if I just ignore that and just watch this episode for what it was, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think I had a pretty fun time overall. It's the most I've laughed <laughs> in any of these episodes. I'm not sure if all of it was intentional, but it's the, I've had a lot of belly laughs here. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, and we'll we'll get to those. We'll get to those soon. Uh, we'll get to the nitpicking, but I do want to talk about why I think uh, th- this episode is is not great why the series is very why it's very quickly stumbled like it's only four episodes in and we were already hit like a, we're going downhill um at least l- let's just keep it th- the discussion to this episode it's already like we've had a dramatic fall in quality i is that fair to say oh yeah oh yeah it's not as good as the other episodes 100 percent. right yeah so i'd like to quickly discuss that so matt did you know that season one of x-men the animated series of which we're discussing on repeatablepod at gmail.com please uh, email with your comments um did you know that this series did not have a director for season one no i did not know that <laughs> that was quite the dramatic pause. i would have i would i would have i, I would i would have anticipated that they would have based off of the first few episodes sort of really going together, but based off of how this was sort of a out-of-left-field episode, I can sort of understand that. Yes, yes. Well, it it became evident. That's why I actually looked it up. Because I said to you, uh, after I'd first seen this episode, I was like, I wonder who the director is on this episode. Because clearly someone new came in to the directing chair, the, the overseeing force, uh, the, a new person came in and they uh, had a new vision or maybe they didn't have any vision or whatever. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, absolutely no director on season one. Um, it, it was, I guess, uh, a season by committee. Um, so there was lots of producers. There was, there was animation directors or... Uh, you know, maybe like a script director here, but no overarching director to call the shots. And uh, I have a few points on that that, can, that will come into the nitpick, nit, nitpicking section. But for right now, I, I just want to em- emphasize that no director for season one. The committee who did work on it, they actually called themselves the Morlocks. So, oh, that's ex- that explains it because I uh, do not. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 this episode. Oh, 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 oh. This, this is going to be a fun one. I, I, I it will be three hours long. This will be the Schneider cut of the um, the p- repeatable podcast where we just go off on tangents. Yeah, uh, I t- we were saying before we started recording uh, that I, I we're going to have to cut this episode uh, short, and uh, just because I think there's going to be a lot of content so we'll we'll to keep it manageable and keep the nitpicking getting out of control we'll we'll still try and maintain that (laughs) 36 minute 45 minute episode mark we've been hitting so i'll i'll talk more about that aspect but let's get into the nitpicking fun and and i i will have to say i do have some positive things to say so we'll do some nitpicking and then we'll get into our positive stuff because you said you have some positive notes and and so do i but I would just I'll kick things off <laughs> sure with uh uh just saying uh gambit 
I don't know if it's if it's a thong that he's wearing, <laughs> is a banana hammock or or what? Oh. But, but my goodness, there is some flesh shown in this 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 show. Uh, I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I feel like that's a, a funny way to start. So yeah, no, no, I'm gonna have to make uh, little check marks beside my notes too because that that is definitely on the but it, and it's it's interlocked between like the famous X Men meme. Right, the one where uh, Wolverine's looking at the photo frame all mm-hmm. longingly. I'm like, oh, that's that's the meme, and then it just cuts away to Gambit wearing the like airtight speedo. Yeah, yeah. just it's just, you're watching, looking at Wolverine in bed, fully in costume too. Yeah, He's mask on. That, that yeah, mask on, fully in costume. <laughs> cuts to the three other characters, Rogue Storm and Gambit, walking down the hallway, and just like, oh. Oh, oh! Gambit, alert! I I can't even... I've watched this episode twice. I can't tell you what the other two characters are wearing. I was going to say, are they even wearing swimwear? (laughs) In my mind, I I can't remember. They could be have they could have like unicorn costumes on. I don't think I noticed. I think I, I think Gambit was wearing his trench coat too, wasn't it? It was like trench coat. No, 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 he didn't. No, no there was no trench. No it was coat. just it was just ninety eight percent naked man. Uh, that's a very generous uh, <laughs> uh, percentage there that you're giving, Matt. Yeah, no, it was a very. Very slim speedo he's wearing, and uh, any anyways, yeah. So he, they're walking down the hall uh, and talking about how Gene uh, and uh, and Psych- uh, Scott uh, are out on a date, which makes Wolverine angry and stabs the photo yeah. frame. I'll I'll give a quick uh, synopsis of the episode for anybody who hasn't watched it yet. So it's called Captive Hearts. There uh, in this episode. Uh, I guess the essential thing is that Gene and Scott go out on a, on a date uh, through the city. They get uh, surprised by the Morlocks, which are a mutant race of um, uh, just unimaginably horrid, and they're, they're so mutated that they can't be seen by the general public. There's no way for them to hide, so they get... In a confrontation with them, and they get kidnapped, hence the captive hearts thing. Uh, they like their puns, I guess. And uh, the X-Men have to go save them. That's that's about the gist of the episode. That's a, that's a really good synopsis of well, what thank happens. You, thank you. It's off the cuff. There's two things that I really like. And I'm going to be editing this after, so I'll interject it with the proper audio. But there's two things in here that I really want to highlight. First of all... When they go and they, you first meet Leech, he's stealing something, and someone goes to stop him, and he makes this sound. Somebody grab him! Ah! Ah! <laughs> he makes that scream, yeah. which I belly laughed at. Mm-hmm. Later on in the episode, this is jumping ahead, but I'm sticking to the, the theme of scream, uh gambit is uh not gambit cyclops is laying there presumably dead and wolverine says well why don't we take him in pieces yeah scream person <laughs> i loved it 
like I said, I, uh, the, both those times, I can't tell you how hard I was laughing. With uh, I was holding my side, my stomach was sore. It was just, it was unexpected because, again, up until then, it's taking itself pretty seriously. And those were the cheesiest, over-the-top, dramatic cries I've ever heard. Yeah. Very good call on the scream. I did not note the screams, but at any rate, the episode starts off in the danger room. And my goodness, my admiration for Professor X's leadership just keeps growing in leaps and bounds. Flinging circular saws at Jean, barely, she's barely uh, escaping, and like all these dangerous things. And, okay, he's. He's just caused uh, a circular saw to fly a gene, and then he comments that these are all dangers that the X-Men might actually encounter in the field. A a, a giant (laughs) flung uh, circular saw is something they're going to encounter out in the field. That's that's interesting. Can I just do a, a, a quick interjection? He does that immediately after she says a line like uh you tangled with the wrong x-men and then the thing falls and she hits it and uh, she falls to the ground i laughed really hard there continue yeah uh, oh speaking of immediate laughter so professor x says we'll have to he's get through the whole through the whole thing i don't think anybody's listening to the guy because they're fighting for their lives <laughs> but the entire time they're fighting he's doing this monologue over top and he says a line we'll have to depend on each other for our very lives immediately pushes a button that sends like lightning blasts at every single one of the x-men terrifying (laughs) jubilee is out there she's like what a 14 year old kid and and oh it's just a terrifying little hellscape that would be created in there um let me see here. No, okay, look at some of the notes here. Uh, the the old woman is way overpowered. The old woman. <laughs> oh, we're jumping ahead now Sleep. to the Morlocks again. Well, my, my, okay, we're talking about nitpicking. Ninety nine percent of my nitpicks take place from when they go down into the subway. Okay, let me. That is that that is that is ninety nine point nine percent of where my nitpicks are. Okay, all right. Let me see if I like. Let's just catch up real quick before we get to the old woman. Okay. Let me see. Uh, uh, oh, oh. I, before we leave the danger room, uh, Professor X, he knows his students, right? Would you say that? Would you say that he he's with his, especially with his mental abilities and counseling, and he's a, a father figure. It's safe to say that he knows his students better than a regular teacher would. Father figure type, right? Absolutely. Okay. So he's aware of their fears, their uh, apprehensions. Uh, He's probably aware that Storm might be a little bit uncomfortable in tight places, right? (laughs) I would think so, yes. Yes, okay. So obviously he's going to uh, use that in the cruelest way possible and crush all of them <laughs> to the point where Storm begins, like, freaking out. And this is a person that controls the weather and uh, electricity starts flying around and she's just out of her mind going insane and the man doesn't stop. He does not <laughs> stop. She just just continues, Tough love. Yes, just continues crushing all the X Men 
like that like that scene from the uh, trash can pactor in the the death star on uh, uh, uh c3po yeah exactly and there everybody's freaking out but she just starts more screaming i don't know if you want to insert that it was a, just a terrified <laughs> scream on storm's part um, that was a sad scream that i didn't like that scream no it was not good not pleasant at all and I forget how it, if any, I think she might have just, like, gone comatose or something. But, yeah. And then, I don't know, he probably was like, good job, everybody, and <laughs> and when they came out. So, I have it in here. The whole Danger Room sequence is ridiculous. Are, are we in the subway yet? Um... <laughs> Because I guess, okay, I, I, I like the fact that they left the Phantom of the Opera. That was just a random thing that they just threw in there for no reason i don't know necessarily why maybe because oh well maybe i'm th- hold on i'm thinking on the spot maybe it's all about the the foreshadowing of the people disfigured who are uh living uh yeah. away oh, from that's everyone else to, that's totally ought to be it somebody was like you know what this would be this would add some theme some pathos let's put uh fan of the opera and yeah because i can see the morlocks being that because uh that underground uh, figure much like the Phantom of the Opera. So yeah, someone thought they were being deep there. Um, so yeah, I'll go with that. They they cut to Phantom of the Opera. Uh, quick animation note. Um, and, st- and stop me if I keep taking over too much. But a quick animation note. Uh, the perspective on this episode is so poorly executed. Uh, just in terms of uh, going back to there not being a real guiding. Uh, oversight, overseeing figurehead on the uh, the show, like a director, the, the perspective is always really off. So when they're walking down in the city, or Gene and Scott are hand in hand. It the we're on an eye level with them, but if the perspective looks like it's like we're like uh, you know, bug's eye view looking up, and we can see the. So yeah, just just a, this is a quick note. The perspective is really off in here. More nitpicking. Oh. I never, I never noticed that. Yeah, well, it's uh, I, I've been doing a lot of layout uh, in my career, so it definitely something stuck, stood out to me. Are we, are we in the subway yet? <sighs> okay, you take over for a bit. I've been, I've been, I've been doing. <laughs> oh, before well, you do, one just, more thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You go. Well, they go to the subway. The Morlocks are there. First of all, the one Morlock just went to straight up kill those two humans, put them on a on a uh, a track when there was a a thing coming right at them that Gene had to save them, mm-hmm. and then they're they're fighting and stuff like that. But yeah, then this old lady shows up, <clears throat> dressed up like a little old grandma, uh, and she goes sleep, sleep, you're all sleepy, sleep, and they all go to sleep, and she never uses that again. <laughs> Yeah, all all the things she uses for the rest of the episode is never that. That would solve every problem. Mm-hmm. Why would she not tap into that well repeatedly? Just like somebody that is a somebody a, grabs a, the last of the potatoes at Thanksgiving dinner. She's like, sleep, <laughs> and then just that, they takes yeah. That is a repeatable. Spell the cast. Oh, look at uh, that. Mm-hmm. somebody likes their puns. <laughs> the leader of the Morlocks really wants to see Cyclops wearing Gambit swimwear attire. 
she really is into Cyclops. Oh yeah, yes, that was to the point of you. I want you to help breed a child with me. I believe that was a line in the show. Yeah, she's she's uh, well. First of all, they're all horribly grotesque. Um, a lot of them aren't. I no. The old gypsy lady, she's pretty normal looking. She has an odd uh, apparel choices. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The Callisto, Cal- is that the main villain? Yeah, Callisto. Yeah, she's fairly normal looking. Uh, she had an eye patch. That was it. That's that's about it. There's the person with the, the uh, oh, what's his name from Street Fighter? Guile? Guile. Uh, the person with the Guile hair. They just need a haircut. Uh, mm-hmm. That's about it. I, li- I like when they go and they have Cyclops. Um, first of all, spot on great dialogue by Leech, where he was like, "You help Leech, Leech help you." Like, like he's like an ET ripoff. Um, but then eventually they go and they have uh, Cyclops. He's in this room with the leader. He's saying like, "We're you're gonna be my king. We're gonna do this together." And he's like, "Where's Gene?" And then it's like, fine, I'll show you. And then they lower her from the ceiling. That must have been clearly <laughs> visible the entire time. Because I, I rewound it. Because it's like, was there a she in a compartment or something? The the hookup is on the ceiling. So she had to have just been dangling there the entire time within view, within eye shot of him. <laughs> yeah, just on a chain for some reason, keeping quiet until her scene came up. Yeah, I find it very odd that they were, she was just lowered from the ceiling. Um, it was, that was one of my la- my laugh out. Well, I don't know if I was laughing or crying at that point, but you know, that was one of those <laughs> moments for me. What happened to this episode? Uh, I have that chain, Jean on chain, hanging from ceiling. Why? Uh, and then, and then she immediately now that. She's been acknowledged in the scene. She's like waiting to use her powers until that <laughs> happens because immediately she just like blasts everybody aside and breaks her chains and starts kicking butt. And can I say their thing is they were lowering her down and they were going to kill her. That's and I don't think they used the word kill, but I believe the terms were used that they were going to kill gene insinuation yeah Yeah. so she goes and she fights them off she calls xavier through her uh mind power thing she gets knocked out and then they don't kill her (laughs) i'm like you were just like about to kill her yeah she fought you you knocked her out you didn't get what you wanted so theoretically (laughs) you should be killing her yeah and then you just like I don't again I'm like why why didn't you kill her you had that chance why did you not do it yeah it, the the whole thing is very much like uh, like because they want the whole thing is they want Scott uh, and, but then as soon as they quite rightfully uh, would start fighting with Scott's like I'm not uh, no thank you um, they immediately go from wanting. <laughs> scott to wanting to kill scott like immediately yeah um, uh the whole thing much like uh enter magneto it felt very not thought out the whole operation it was kind of back and forth and just going and off in weird tangents the the whole operation Speaking of previous episodes, I want to say one thing I am happy about is that uh the nose is back. Wolverine sniffing ability mm. came up 
um, I believe, four times this episode. One, when they went into the subway, he was tracking them through his smell. Mm -hmm. Two, he then smelled that someone was tracking them. Mm-hmm. Three, when that wasn't Cyclops, it was someone pretending to be Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And then four, when he was going down a hallway and he could smell Cyclops through brick walls and a metal closed uh, yes, door. Yes, I'm, I'm glad to see that return. I, again, when we were talking about that in the previous episode, I said that I didn't realize that was even a thing that Wolverine had. And then it came in uh, handy. It was a quadruple play of some nose action in this series right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the X-Men... Because they have to come to save the day, so we we're we're in the su- sub subway, the sewer, and then uh, they've done the whole Gene hanging from the ceiling thing, and then they don't kill her or whatnot, and then it cuts to the the mansion, cuts back to the mansion, and the well, and then there's, there's a line I've written here. This is as close as I can pinpoint their location. So it does like it it cuts to the mansion. Mm-hmm. It cuts. It's we go down into the, uh, like, uh, into the whatever the underground bunker is or whatever they use, and we see the remaining characters around the terminal, and it says we've I've uh, Professor X I've pinpointed their location, so cut to the mansion. That line cuts back the to the sewer like immediately. Like the that whole scene was, if it was five seconds, I would be shocked. So. It, it it's just more of this lack of oversight that I'm seeing in this episode mm-hmm. and the series so far. It's like things are cut together really quickly, and um, they're just kind of trying to shoehorn in story. Uh, this is where I, I feel like lack of oversight. I can see this episode was supposed to be a lot longer and had to be trimmed down. Yes. Uh, if we can go back to Gene and Scott for a minute... Um, they're walking through the city on their date, and they're walking past a newsstand. And on the newsstand, you see newspapers posted up, and you see a picture of Magneto and a Sentinel. And Gene and Scott are walking. The camera's following them, or or at least they're walking, and they walk out of frame for... A matter of like a couple of frames, which in animation that you know there's 24 frames a second, a couple of frames you see the camera start to zoom in on the newspaper. So it's as if it's going to zoom in on Magneto and the Sentinel. Uh, you, you track what I'm saying, and then it just immediately cuts after a couple of frames, meaning <laughs> there was more. It was it was at at the very least. That's a uh, um, a things that was an- that were animated that was just edited out, which is not how animation works. Things are planned out, so by the time you get to an actual thing like um, a zoom in, when you it's not like live action where you just zoom in on the camera. You have to actually animate things being zoomed in. So somebody animated a zoom in on that newspaper section. And later on, somebody cut it out entirely, which is just bonkers in the animation world. That's like a severe waste of money and resources and time. And could mean a few different things. It could mean that there was like that there was going to be a whole other story arc going on. That they were going to 
refer to Magneto or whatnot. More likely as not, it was just going to zoom in and hang on the picture of Magneto and the Sentinels as kind of like, just like, uh, a, uh, hey folks, remember this happened last episode or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, 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 the fact, the point is, is that there was some, something that, uh, that, that kind of gave away that they're just, there's a lot of arguments going on behind the scenes about what should be in the episode, what shouldn't be. There's last-minute decisions that shouldn't be made that's costing a lot of money. Because this would have been... For them for that to still be in there, this would have been sent overseas, animated, sent back to them, and they would have had to edit that up after the fact. So I feel like there's a lot of arguments, a lot of uh, poor decision-making. Well, either bad storytelling or cut for time they're back in the sewers again they're looking for um, cyclops and gene and they're crawling through a vent and storm starts to freak out a little bit and then gambit goes she's not gonna make it and wolverine goes <laughs> yeah. well let her decide and then it just cuts, it cuts to them yeah. leaving it and, it, and she was fine. It's, it's never talked about again. It yeah. doesn't show her pushing through. It's just, it had that quick moment just to be like, hey, remember the claustrophobia? Yeah. And then it was yeah. just, yeah. It, was, it, wasn't an, it wasn't an issue. And uh, well, I'll, I, I don't want to press this animation thing too much, but um, that's not normal. Like the, uh, the being pressed for time at this stage in the game is strange because uh, anybody. The, the, you, you know of storyboards, right? A, a film yeah. film is storyboarded out. It's the same with animation. And then those storyboards, they create what's called a Leica reel, which is all the storyboards strung together uh, and timed out. So you essentially, you're watching all those still drawings play on the screen to the time everything's timed out to the time the episode would be so they can essentially see what the episode's going to be like before they send it to animation it's a way that they save money save time and they save money and so all of that timing the those issues would have been worked out previously on a regular show and they probably were cuz they wouldn't have gotten to the animation st- uh reanimation section uh, without having the timing worked out, but other things, decisions were made to change that timing, so they had to cut stuff. Let's uh, let's speed through a few more nitpicks. Um, again, there's, there's a little one. Uh, their plan was to kill Jean, so I don't understand what the secondary plan of making her act like a child was. Mm, that was right. Weird. I thought that was yeah, it was just, it was weird. And then like the uh, I did find funny the Wolverine where it's like your body is covered in scorpion. <laughs> My body is covered in scorpion. And there's like it's like five. It's like that's yeah. not a full <laughs> coverage. That's that's not even twelve percent of his body. I uh, way to go, animation team. I. This is, and the, now this isn't like all the other ones I've been saying has been like kind of fun. I can find good things in it when they have like the big quote unquote battle with like the Morlocks versus X Men. I just didn't find it very entertaining. It was blah. Well, I I enjoyed the lightsaber battle, which I don't know about <laughs> the, the legalities of that, but well, that's um, what we all we knew that's what it was going to lead to. I, I was watching this episode, and it's like I bet you it's going to lead into a lightsaber battle, of and then course, like yeah. that's how these shows always end. But that's uh, it. it 
Yes. That, now that we've talked about that lightsaber battle, that's another thing where it's like, clearly something was cut out here, because um, this whole... I, I It was very unclear. It seemed like, at part, Storm had some kind of back history yeah. with the Morlocks. Like, it seemed like she knew their their uh their system of government their guiding rules or whatever because she's like immediately is like i'm invoking this odd rule that says that if i win a fight i can be the leader of the morlocks but she just said that and everyone else that's down there the morlocks were like oh she's invoking the thing the the thing and then they they pull out the these little lightsabers and start fighting and as they're fighting, um, what's, her, what's the woman's name again? The main leader, Calypso, Calypso, Calisto, Calypso, Calisto, something, something like that. Yeah, she. They're fighting, and then uh, she says something along the lines of like, um, "If like being on the surface has that made you weak?" Yeah, right. Like so, that kind of implies something, right? Like she but the, knew her previously. Yeah. But then, but then you kind of forget about that immediately because Storm's response to that is, "You're slow, Storm. Surface life make you soft." She <laughs> Storm hisses like a cat. Oh, d- uh, I forget. I forgot that. Okay, yeah. So uh, again, I feel like either this, that w- idea wasn't expressed well, or it was expressed better in an earlier version, and it, it was just trimmed down for time or, or whatever. Um, so at any rate, Storm wins the battle, and now she's the leader of the Morlocks, <laughs> which I feel like comes back. Uh, I feel like there's an episode that's coming up where that comes back, where she somehow uh, invokes that. So we'll 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 look forward to that. And my favorite part of this entire episode is because uh, they get back to the mansion and everything seems to be fine. And uh, Xavier goes, and Gene uh, and Cyclops leave the room, and it's Xavier and Storm. Xavier says something along the lines of, Gene tells me, Storm, that you did a, a great job leading the squad. And then Storm, with a deadpan face and expression, goes, The entire team nearly perished. And I, <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. I thought the delivery was great. I understand it probably wasn't supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. but I just liked the whole, the, like, I heard you did, I heard you did great. And he's like, everyone almost died. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, that's my favorite part of the episode. I laughed very, 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 yeah, very, I, very hard. I think if he had a been, <laughs> had it been just like picture it nowadays, he's saying that while like flipping through his phone or maybe you know deleting profiles in his Tinder account or whatever, just swiping up in this phone. Yeah, I hear you guys did a great job. And she's like, everybody almost died. She's like, yeah, like I said, great, great, or. And he's just flipping away yeah, at his good, phone. Good job, you did good. Yeah, just fantastic. I'm I'm doing great at this leading thing. Do you have some positive things to say about this episode? Yeah, I, again, I I, I I I skipped over some of my nitpick notes, but we'll we'll move on. Uh, yeah, so I have a few positive things. Um, you said you do too. Why don't you start off with some of those? I I really liked that throughout this episode, at least. 
it did a good job of establishing that there is a story, a love triangle between um, Jean, Wolverine, and Cyclops. That will last throughout the series, and it's uh, it establishes very early on that um, Wolverine does have the sensitive side that is hurting because he can't be with Gene, and that Gene kind of has that feeling back for him too. I thought that was a great thread throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and then that was presented clearly. And then I have a few things that I have to say. Uh, given the uh, the fact that the they were uh, so uh, no leadership, I really like the fact that they still went for it. Like a lot of the time, like they're still making this weird, quirky show that was unlike anything else coming out at the time. So that that hasn't changed. So it's it's still like a dark show or still mature themes all that stuff is still true i just don't necessarily think they were they were running on all cylinders at this point yet so like they had multi-parters they had they were doing like i for this first season they had a a few multi-parters they have some time travel stories coming up just i think they i think days of future past is one of the upcoming episodes or uh two-parters um and they're really drawing from the comics so i yeah some good stuff there see you didn't care too much for the training room scene but i felt that that was at least it felt in context like the rest of the series Mm-hmm. It felt like that was a regular part of the show, and it felt like a regular X-Men series up until they went into the subway. And then I felt like it was right. a different show. Okay, so you were enjoying it up to that, the subway part? Yeah. I, I, I was like, I, again, I thought it was like crazy what was happening in the in the danger room and stuff like that but they've already established that the danger room is just a hellscape of uh training so i was like so i just accepted that and i'm like okay this seems like a, like a pretty normal episode seems like a pretty standard thing mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they go to, into the sewers and then just it like changes into a complete i felt like a completely different show as a once i was able to switch my focus of what the rest of the episode is going to be i enjoyed it but i felt like the very opening part of it was very much in tone what the series has been right before yeah. before I can, I can see that yeah i i i guess i would agree in that it takes a little sidestep <laughs> yeah i i would agree with that um i guess just the the difference between us is that it for you, it was you took it as a matter, like you know, it's rest of the show. Whereas me, I took it as, oh, the rest of the show was crap. So, which you know, <laughs> is um, I I th- I think is true. But you know, I I'm mostly being facetious when I say that uh, it completely changes my opinion. I, I probably a lot of what I said is still still holds true. But I do feel like I was. I feel like I was judging it uh, a little bit more. I also wanted to get this podcast made, so I was probably judging it as like, yes, this is pretty good. More because I just want to continue this podcast and have a conversation with you, Matt. I just, I, 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 we need more time together, you know? I know. As I said, I watched, I've watched ahead a little bit in this series, 
Uh, it's not... I don't feel like it gets better than this. Uh, the next episode, cold something, something cold. I can't remember what it's called. Sabretooth attacking Wolverine in the in the in the Antarctic of Canada. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert! Um, it doesn't really improve on uh, on the, the storytelling and whatnot. So uh, even though that's happening, uh, I feel like there is still hope. I feel like this isn't me saying goodbye to the podcast. Uh, I feel like there's still hope for the show. This first season is 13 episodes, and I feel like it just barely squeaked by to the point that season two is another 13 episodes. I feel like they're like, okay, this is good enough (laughs) that we can renew for season two. You get another 13 episodes. And uh, but something's got to change, and uh, that would be someone stepping into the role of director. But since we're already going so long, <laughs> we're going to leave that uh, who that director is for the next episode. So tune in next time to find out more about uh, the the journey of the director of the X-Men animated series. Seth? Yes, sir. Would you find this episode with the Morlocks to be repeatable? If I uh, never see this episode ever again, it'll be too soon, as they say. This episode was not repeatable, in my humble opinion. How about yourself? Would you come back to this? No. Has it changed uh, your opinion on the other, the previous uh, episodes? Would you still come back to them? Oh, yeah. I would. I I feel that this is a weird sidestep. I appreciate weird things, though. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm willing to ride the train if it's going to lead somewhere. (laughs) Right. Which this episode did not really lead anywhere. Well, it did lead to Wolverine at the end. He actually leaves the mansion and goes off into the next episode. Um, So I guess for anybody following along, next week we will uh, be looking at Cold Vengeance. Actually, I think I just remembered the title. We'll be looking at Cold Vengeance, uh, where we follow... uh, Wolverine back to his home of origin, supposedly. Uh, so, yeah, watch that episode, and we'll uh, we'll discuss it next time and, and some more stuff. Yeah. Oh, thank you. sorry, you were. Uh, I heard silence. My thing must have uh, cut uh, cut out. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were no, you saying, sir? Okay. Uh, I think I said it all. I don't think. Okay, well, I don't. I think you had you had indeed cut out, so you didn't interrupt anything. No, all I was going to say. Um, was that like the Morlocks, right? They uh, they live in the sewer. Um, so that means that they probably just stay down there all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it probably means that a lot of them were born in the darkness, um, maybe even shaped by the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm saying is uh, uh, yeah. some of them might... Be willing to uh, break the Batman, Matt. You know you you 
you have a tell when you're you're coming up to a joke or something or uh, a humor, just so you know. But uh, anyways, um, is that true, Bane? It's true. Me and Calypso are going to break the Batman. <laughs> you're back hardcore into Transylvania, by the way. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. If uh, you had anything you wanted to add to the conversation or any comments, any uh, anything for Matt regarding his Bane impersonation or anything like that, you can always contact us at repeatablepod at gmail.com. And I also want to mention I'm trying to put these up on YouTube with like little drawings that I'm doing over top of them. So I'd also like to start taking like you take requests about what people want to see. Uh, uh, the first one was a drawing of a Sentinel in Jubilee. Uh, the second one will be up soon of Magneto pantsing a man. And so, yeah, if you have any suggestions of what illustrations you want to see based off the episode, go ahead and email in there at repeatablepod at gmail.com. So, there it is. There's the schnicks. 